Support for the MPTE Clinical Files comes from the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE more than once and are you a bad test taker? The PT Hustle is the leading NPTE preparation company that specializes in one-on-one -on -one coaching for physical therapists who have failed the MPTE. The PT Hustle focuses on helping students figure out why they are failing and then work with each student one-on-one, -on -one, week by week, to achieve a passing score fast. So forget about the constant frustration of not being able to get over a 600. Sign up for your first evaluation today to finally figure out why you are not passing. Sign up at www.thepthustle.com. Again, that is www.thepthustle.com. The PT Hustle. Identify. Execute. Dominate. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended to be used as a learning resource for unlicensed physical therapists preparing for the National Physical Therapy Examination. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended literally for entertainment and educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based on only one source. Therefore, this podcast should not be used as the sole source of personal, clinical, legal, or medical advice. While care has been taken to ensure the accuracy of all answers and rationales, on a rare occasion, mistakes and factual errors can be present, as we are only human. From the creator of the PT Hustle, this is MPTE Clinical Files, one mock MPTE-based question told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPTE Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPTE Prep Success Course 2.0. If you haven't already joined the free Facebook group called Smart MPTE Prep, you need to do so today. Each and every week, we go through tips, tricks, and strategies to boost your MPTE score and improve your MPTE preparation. So join Smart MPTE Prep today, and I will get you in. All right, this is a special edition, special episode for those students who are taking the July 24th and 25th NPTE. All right, so congratulations to every single one of you sitting down for that exam. I wish you the best of luck. And remember, you're always there to straight dominate the exam. All right, we don't just sit for the NPTE. We dominated, baby. All right, so for this week's NPTE clinical file, we have our patient Yari. And Yari is overseeing a physical therapy intern performing her first evaluation on a patient with emphysema. When taking the patient's pulse, the student is observed placing pressure through the patient's carotids. Which of the following physiological responses is the most likely to be expected? So we have A, decreased heart rate, B, increased systemic blood pressure, C, increased heart rate, and D is decreased force expiratory volume in one second. All right, so for this clinical case, we have our PT, Yari, and she's overseeing the physical therapy intern. Now, the physical therapy intern is performing that first evaluation on a patient with emphysema. Well, that's pretty straightforward. Not a lot to really gather just from that sentence. But as we move down the line, it says when taking the patient's pulse, the student is observed placing pressure through the patient's carotid. So we have to slow down for a moment and think about, okay, what's typical? Where do we typically take the patient's pulse rate? We might take it with the pulse oximeter, um, the one that reads not only the O2 sats, but also reads the pulse. So we can take it at the finger. But if we're taking it manually, a lot of times we're taking it at the radial artery at the wrist, right? Um, but our PT student here is placing pressure through the carotids. Okay, so what type of implications are there? Like, what can we expect 
to happen if we place pressure at the patient's carotids. That's going to be vital to understand as we go down and look at our answer choices, all right? Um, but as we look at the question stem, it says, which of the following physiological responses is the most likely to be expected? And so before we get down to our answer choices, we have to obviously understand a few things. We have to understand you know, what happens when we place pressure through the carotids. We have to understand this term, physiological responses. Like, what does that really mean? And that has tripped up several of the students that I work with. It's like, what is that physiological response? Like, what does it mean? And so for the MPTE, we need to think of physiological responses as the body's actions that it's taking in order to return back to homeostasis or equilibrium. We want to be at that normal blood pressure, the normal heart rate, you know, the resting heart rate. That's where we really want to be, all right? And that's homeostasis or equilibrium. And so really what this question is asking is when we place pressure through the carotids, what is the body going to do? What is the body's actions in order to return us to equilibrium? And so we have these answer choices. A, decreased heart rate. B, increased systemic blood pressure. C, increased heart rate. And D, decreased forced expiratory volume in one second. As we look at A, decreased heart rate, it's like, uh, is this supposed to be there? Or, you know, are we supposed to see a decreased heart rate? Well, it goes back to, again, what happens when we place pressure through the carotids. I will tell you that inside of the carotid arteries, there are going to be these structures called arterial baroreceptors. All right. And they are going to be responsible for measuring the level of pressure in these arteries. And when this pressure becomes too high in the arteries, the baroreceptors send a signal to the medulla, which causes other chain reactions to occur. Same thing. If the pressure becomes too low, these baroreceptors also send a signal to the medulla and causes a certain chain reaction to occur. All right, and so it's really important for us to first understand that when we're placing the pressure, when that student was placing the pressure on the carotids, that increased the level of pressure now in those arteries, all right? So the bare receptors are sensing, oh, increased pressure. Now I need to send a signal to the medulla, all right? And so your next question is, okay, well, what happens after the signal gets to the medulla? Now the medulla is going to have the job of either inhibiting or not inhibiting the vagus nerve. And we all know that the vagus nerve is responsible for parasympathetic response. And so when the medulla gets this information saying that there's too much pressure in the system, the baroreceptors have sent that signal saying, okay, there's increased pressure in these arteries. Well, then the medulla stops inhibiting the vagus nerve. So you can even say that the vagus nerve is going to be facilitated at this point. The vagus nerve is now going to allow for a parasympathetic response to occur in the cardiovascular system. So what do we start to see? We start to see that decreased heart rate, a drop in the blood pressure. We start to see a drop in the cardiac output. So this is what occurs when we place pressure on the carotids. Again, just to recap that point, we have increased pressure on the carotids, which stimulates the baroreceptors. The baroreceptors send a signal to the medulla, which then stop inhibiting the vagus nerve. And now the vagus nerve is going to have that parasympathetic response on the cardiovascular system. You are going to see what a decreased heart rate. 
All right, so A in this situation makes a lot of sense. I would definitely expect to see a decreased heart rate in this situation. But let's go to B, C, and D. Let's make sure that we can rule those out with certainty. So we look at B, it says increased systemic blood pressure. Now, an increase in systemic blood pressure is not expected. And the reason being is that, well, we don't expect for there to be increased vascular resistance. We don't expect there to be increased contraction of the heart or increased heart rate. We don't expect for those things to happen. And therefore, we don't really expect there to be an increase in systemic blood pressure. Think about it from this perspective. We said that the vagus nerve is the one that's going to have that parasympathetic impact on the cardiovascular system. Well, does that do vasodilation or does it do vasoconstriction? And we will say that, well, parasympathetic response is vasodilation. If anything, it's not vasoconstriction. The one thing that increases systemic blood pressure is going to be what? Vasoconstriction. And so we don't expect there to be that increase in systemic blood pressure that doesn't fit in with our picture. So let's look at C. It says increased heart rate. Well, we just talked about this not that long ago, right? That we expect for there to be a decreased heart rate because of that vagus nerve input on the cardiovascular system. And so guess what? Increased heart rate is opposite to what we would expect. C is going to be out. Last answer, we have D, which is decreased forced expiratory volume in one second. Now, this is a very interesting answer, and I like this answer because it fits in line with our patient, right? Our patient was one who had emphysema coming in for this initial eval, and so we would expect them to have a decreased expiratory volume because that comes along with the emphysema. Emphysema is an obstructive condition. We know that they have difficulty getting air out, and so they have a decreased forced expiratory volume in one second. That is true. However, that's not a physiological response to placing pressure through the carotids. And so this is an answer, although it's true with our patient, it's not truly answering our question. It doesn't fit in with our question. And so D can be eliminated. And so our final answer here is A, decreased heart rate. If you got this question correct, congratulations. If you didn't get this question correct, now you understand the relationship between pushing on the carotids and stimulating those baroreceptors. You now know that the baroreceptors speak to, it communicates with the medulla that has the responsibility to either inhibit or not inhibit the vagus nerve. You've learned a lot about that entire process. You've also learned what the vagus nerve does as far as the cardiovascular system is concerned. It has that parasympathetic impact, and therefore we would expect the heart rate to be decreased, the contractility of the heart to be decreased, you know, all of those parasympathetic effects. So I want to congratulate each and every one of you for answering this question. I want to congratulate each and every one of you who are taking the July 24th or July 25th exam. Just remember that we don't sit for the MPTE, we straight dominate it. And as always, I want you to keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. Support for the MPTE Clinical Files is provided by the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE? What are you going to do differently this time to get a different result? You should try one-on-one -on -one coaching in order to get you the direction and structure that you need to be successful. 
Stop guessing whether you're going to pass on your next attempt. Sign up for an in-depth MPT evaluation today to figure out the quickest way to passing the boards. Sign up at theptehustle.com forward slash services. Again, that is theptehustle.com forward slash services.